0: I like the city, I've been Tread and that they drowned. I head on a swivel, yeah. It's only really my surroundings.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 198 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at DynastyDadFF. It is week 14, baby. One more week till we start the fantasy playoffs, till we start the dynasty playoffs. Nobody I'd rather be chopping it up with my main man, all-in, Playoff John. How you doing, buddy?
0: Good to be here. Playoff John coming at you. And yeah, it's it. One week left, right? before the the show begins so i think this is a really important time to dial it in but not just for everyone in the playoffs this show is going to help out with everyone that's not in the playoffs and it's got those rookie picks baby
1: yeah i mean it wasn't that long ago we were talking about rookie fever john you know what i mean and yeah we were talking that's about right. these There's cycles these, these 23 classes you know and it, you know you have the uh the, the multiple personalities of the mm-hmm. the, the podcast host and i a love it. disorder yeah and, you know, this year has been a, an awesome experience. We've we've launched the Patreon, been a lot more active on Twitter. And I got to read a, a message I got right before we got on here. And this is why I do this. This is what I mm-hmm. absolutely love. Um, but, you know, we've always been answering questions. My man Based Dale, that's it. at DaleFan6969. He put, hey, bro, I appreciate your help. You've helped me fight my way out of the bottom of the league and avoid a nipple piercing. Yes, that's right. A nipple piercing in our league. this is awesome the bottom two teams in the league get to pick captains to have a beer chugging contest the losers of those teams get a choice of either john you ready for this i'm gonna let you choose i think i'm
0: ready okay so
1: choice one is a nipple piercing and then you need to rock that for a day at the public pool (laughs) or number two is you get to get the darkest available commercial spray pan and sport that for a two-night two-night trip to nashville my man Dale missed out on that just from wow. you know, tuning into Smash Accept, checking out what mm-hmm. we do. And that, I absolutely love that. When you guys give that interaction, you know, I, I really got to give a shout out to Spotify where they have they put their wrapped program out there. Right. And it shows, right. Who's listening to your show and what? And some of you guys have reached out and, and said, you know, I'm in the top 1% of Smash Accept listeners and I've listened to 4,000 plus hours of the show. And that, like John, from when we started like three years ago. Yeah. Where it was like me, you, and my mom were listening. That's <laughs> about it. You know, it's like, dude, it, it's a real gotta really be proud of experience. that experience. And like, guys are, are, you know, the Patreon's been blowing up and growing yeah. exponentially. And those guys are starting to form their own podcasts, and we're gonna start, you know, getting into that. But let's get into the real, real nitty gritty. What we're trying to do mm-hmm. here, John, is I know a couple of years ago you and I started talking, and when we formed the Smash Leagues, it's like we're gonna go no trade deadline. And my thought process mm-hmm. has always been. The, tr- the no trade deadline in Dynasty allows you to, you know, the top teams end up having to pay a tax to the bottom teams and it brings them closer together because, you know, that guy that's got Kyron Williams, yeah. or that guy that's got James Conner or, you know, mm-hmm. he's got someone on his bench and he's he's not going to play next year. Now, all of a sudden you get that extra tax on there. You start to bring all the top teams, pay a little bit more premium, or yep. the bottom teams there. And it just right. rewards everyone the whole way across the board.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is a really important topic. If you're a commissioner or, you know, as a league, you should always be looking at how to improve things, which is what I think we've done a nice job with the smash leagues. But first of all, I have to tell you, like, just to echo what you said, really, really proud of everything that smash has built really you that have, have really grinded a lot over the last couple of years. And it's really incredible to see just these loyal listeners and how many listeners you've built. And I think you've got 14 K followers, and we're, we're helping people win leagues we're helping people get out of the basement we're helping them avoid nipple piercings now so very, <laughs> very proud level. of that we yeah that thought, is next level never i never thought, thought we'd get to that point there. but that's kind of the pinnacle and by the yeah. way i think i'm probably just gonna go ahead and take the spray tan and just go out at night and just kind of like have my it's drink it? in the corner somewhere on
1: Broadway in Nashville. I but think I'm picking the nipple piercing. I am so pale. Wow! Right? Yeah. If I get that, if I get that tan, that's gonna be rough. You'd looking. never live it down. It's for a two night trip with boys' night out in Nashville. You know, like I, I just can't do it. Okay, okay. Well, I, I feel you on that.
0: Uh, but anyway, I I think on the trade deadline before before I got into these smash leagues, we kind of did have the trade deadlines. But I have to tell you, I do like it a little bit better um, without a trade deadline. And I think you're right that actually some of the biggest trades that go down are after the playoffs start. And to your point, it it can actually benefit the people that are kind of in the the bottom half of the league because, you know, those playoff contenders are willing to do things more to go win a ship than they maybe normally would have during the regular season. So it, it kind of helps with some of the, the divide in the leagues, if you will. And I think it it actually makes them more competitive over time. And it's just also more strategy, right? You really have to kind of be thinking next level Mm -hmm. about not only what you need to do, do you need another piece or two? Or what are are your uh, competitors going to do that are contending against you? And it just creates an even more competitive strategic environment. I love it. So I think everyone should consider it. I mean, there's always you know a few kind of views on the other side and i kind of get it to some mm-hmm. degree um but overall i think that there's more pros than cons in my view
1: yeah i don't think i'll go back on it you know like i can't mm-hmm. go back the other way yeah you know it, it's some next level thinking i mean right now mm-hmm. i have the one seed so the one seed and the two seed it's like dude you get to sit back right like you don't have to do anything in week 14 or 15 if you're already locked in and just say hey let's see what happens because a yeah. lot of those teams that are going to lose in week 15 They're going to be the one of the guys that are going to try to sell, you know, as opposed to just trying to get off off those bottom teams. And if you have Jonathan Taylor, if you have Ramondre Stevenson, they're not going to help you in the playoffs. Now's the time to move those kind of guys. Now's the time to, you know, especially at the running back position, John, sell for. $0.90 on a dollar, $0.85 on a dollar, because you need that guy. And next year's class, I mean, we're going to talk a lot about the 24s, but it's not a really impressive rookie class. So, I mean, if you can go out there and you can get Jonathan Taylor on the cheap, you can get Ramondre Stevenson Mm -hmm. on the cheap. If you're not one of those contenders, I mean, how many guys do you see in that 2024 class that are going to come in? And, you know, we talked about it last year where there were potential three or four, they might not have been the same three or four that we're talking about, but I mean, a chain's a certified stud. Yeah, Gibbs, yeah. Bijan, and and some other guys got involved, but I mean, in that next year's class, there might be what one or two.
0: Yeah, I think the weakness of the twenty four class is at running back, and I've got you already kind of rattled off. There's at a minimum three guys that are head and shoulders, I think, better than anyone in the twenty four running back class. A chan Gibbs, and Bijan, and I, I mean, I am absolutely head over heels in love with A chain. I was too low on him. Coming out, I'm just blown away by what he's done. Every time he touches the ball, he got back on the field again. Two more touchdowns, the yards per per carry. Every metric you want to look at are incredible. Uh, I'm almost to the point I haven't quite yet put him in the same tier as kind of that gibbs Bijan range, but he's close for me. I'm probably higher than the market currently on HN. The only thing that's going to hold that kid back is health, so just staying Mm -hmm. on the field. But again, that's the case for almost every running back in my view. I do think there's a couple guys that are going to be interesting for next year. Trevion Henderson from Ohio state. I've talked about a couple times on the show. He's been my cover to cover RB one coming out of Ohio state, really incredible size speed ratio. And that's maybe the one advantage he has over Gibbs and HN. He could have a bigger workload. We need to see him land in a position where we're convinced. Yeah. He would have like an every down type of workload. Um, the other guy though, that I've, kind of had as my RB2 for a while now is Trey Benson out of Florida state. I like that. And yeah, pulling out for Florida state and what happened there with the college football playoffs, but he is a, he's a dual threat. He's got speed for days. And I think that's what the NFL is looking for right now. Very dynamic type of guy. And so those two guys may slot in if we were kind of combining those two classes mm-hmm. in at maybe four and five for me, I still love Tajay Spears, as you know, Yeah, uh, I think that he's, he's somewhere. In that same type of tier, I, I I think that Zach Charbonnet still has some potential as well. Um, but there's those are really the the two couple. Of, there's a few other guys that I like in this 24 running back class. But I think most of them are going to be going in the second round of rookie drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, just just kind of waiting for draft capital landing spot. But Blake Corum out of Michigan, Bucky Irving out of Oregon, Braylon Allen just declared out of out of Wisconsin. He's a pretty interesting candidate as well. And then I like Mm -hmm. Marshawn Lloyd out of USC. That's my next wave of guys. But again, I'm putting those guys further down like a tier or two down below the guys we just talked about.
1: Yeah, I think this is the time of year where I start to think, you know, what were some of the pitfalls? What what did we think about, you know, and mm-hmm. I know when we were in 2022, John, we were talking about 2023 yeah. is going to be a beast class. You yeah. and I said that from the beginning. You know, that's why we did those punts, that's why we we set up mm-hmm. those things. I know you don't love yours, I love mine, <laughs> you know. And I, I ended up selling, I couldn't do it either. I ended up trading JSN, I traded, you know, flowers. I traded a bunch of guys, you know, but it, it's just about the fun. I learned but, um, a lot. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we try to do that every year. And last year we are like, oh, well, this class isn't that special. You know, I mean, what do you got to do? You got to settle for at 111, maybe Devin A. Chain and like 201, Sam Laporta. And, you know, you start to get into these areas where that's not wrong. Like right, yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Those those guys are winning you championships right now, and oh, I'm to yeah, talk. It's, it's I'm, I'm pulling up Keep Trade Cut right now. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as, as as their dynasty rankings, and right now, as far as overall, you know, Bijan was going 101. Right now, he is going 12th. Overall in startups, you know, so he's mm-hmm. he's held yeah, his round. first round, he's in yeah. that tail end of the first. Jameer Gibbs was falling to what 104, 105. At this point, he yeah. is going at at pick 209, so he's now become okay. a second round startup pick. Yeah. Dev, Devon A chain, uh, is now going now. He was getting I was taking him everywhere at 111. Much later. I took, yeah, him yeah, that's right, all over the place, and now he is going at pick 32 overall in startups, so 208. You look at some of these other guys. I mean, you look at CJ Stroud right now is going at, at this point. You know, he is first going in the, in the first round. He's like Easy. pick five, pick six. Yeah. And as I pull up the rest of these, I mean, what we really started to do was we we started to discount the class. I mean, right now Stroud is is one oh five. Bijan yeah. is one twelve. Anthony Richardson is two oh three. uh, mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs is two oh eight. You keep going down. I mean, and there's still more guys. I mean, Puka is in the early third round a chain's in the third round jordan addison's in the third round tank dell jackson smith and Jigba. i mean it it goes on and on and on you go to the fourth round and you got zay flowers i mean Mm -hmm. if you invested in this class you paid out huge dividends unless you took maybe bryce young who's fallen off and i'm not ready to to cancel him out right enough
0: quite yet right you know quentin johnston
1: maybe Exactly. Those are the only two guys in the first round, maybe mm-hmm. Zach Sharpen, if you stretch for him at the 11 or 12, yeah, that yep. have not gained value. And John, every mm-hmm. year, we, we try to think about it further. Everyone says, oh, well, let's move into next year. Every single one of these guys, almost, you know, 10 out of 12 gained value and some of them significant yeah. value, you know, and Inheld I think value.
0: Absolutely. looking
1: into next year's class, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you have some tiers. Let's talk yeah. about that right now. I mean, like mm-hmm. your top tier with with, you know, well, obviously, Caleb Williams and Marvin yeah. Harrison, those guys mm-hmm. got to be round one, round two startup picks. they let's start yeah. May, May and Bowers, we're saying mm-hmm. maybe third, fourth round.
0: Yeah, I, I think that if you if you start to look at this, this far in advance, and again, we have the whole offseason to look at all the analytics, mm-hmm. break down the film, bring on some people smarter than us that have been doing this for longer than us to, to talk about this, but kind of let's say vibes-based tiers and rankings. I, I, I'm I joking a little bit because I actually have watched an incredible amount of film on college football this season. Um, but I think that that top tier, if you're just talking super flex leagues, it's Stroud overall I think it has got to be one. If you're looking at 23 and 24 classes, mm-hmm. I think Caleb Williams is right behind him. And then I'm going to go and just put Anthony Richardson at the bottom part of that tier. Yeah, so those three guys – What he did in these
1: games that he finished, he finished his QB four and QB one, you know, and and I mean, Stroud's just been phenomenal and it just goes further to the story of like, you know, when we were doing this in February last year, Stroud was my one, you know, and that was the guy where a lot of Mm -hmm. people were knocking that Richardson started to become part of that equation, but it's like, you can never start this too soon, you know? And I, I want to ask you the difference Mm -hmm. between 23 and 24 basically is like, do you see 24 having a similar type? where it's mm-hmm. like there's a heavy guys one through 10 and the second round's going to be loaded again. I mean, where do you see this 24 class? Cause a lot of people right now, John, they're like, you know what? I could trade the one Oh eight and, and really, you know, potentially mm-hmm. go all in. Or there's some other people that say, Hey, I have the one Oh two right now, but somebody offered me Tyreek Hill for him. I mean, like, do I go yeah. all in and try to win it? Yeah. Knowing that that's going to be Marvin Harrison jr.
0: Yeah, I, I, exactly. I think that you want to try to get right now, this far out into those top six picks of the 24 class. And I could kind of break it down. I mean, I mean, we just talked about those first three QBs. Mm-hmm. The next tier I've got is Marvin Harrison Jr. and Bijan. They're both the clear overall positional leader of their class, I think. Bijan, like you said, has held values kind of the tail end of the first round of startups, maybe dips into the, the early second. I think that's where we might see Marvin Harrison Jr. go. Right now, all we need to see is where he lands. Mm -hmm. I think he is the most talented wide receiver we've seen over the past number of classes. But if you look at the the other top dynasty wide receivers in the league, Jefferson, Chase, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, right? these guys are all paired up with dynamic QBs in offenses that are going to get them the ball. Mm-hmm. We kind of have to convince ourselves if we're going to put Marvin Harrison Jr. in that type of range of the top five dynasty wide receiver. We need to see where he goes, what system, yeah. what QB, what coach, right? But I, right fingers now, crossed
1: those, that Atlanta yeah. just doesn't take him to. Yeah. They don't see, want to ruin another guy.
0: I mean, don't send him to, I, I mean, let's avoid the Patriots and the Giants too. Yeah. We could toss yeah. those two in. But I think that's the next tier I've got. And, you know, you're going to need the 102 to be safe, probably to get Marvin Harrison Jr. He could go maybe 103, possibly. But, What just to answer your question, right? Because we've been talking about this top four for a while with Caleb Marvin Harrison Jr., Drake May, and Brock Bowers. I think there's two more now that are must have players coming out of the 24 class, and it's Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors, both out of LSU. I actually think that Jaden Daniels should and probably will win the Heisman Trophy this year. He's, I had to tell you, like when I first published 24 rankings, I was too low on him. I am blown away by what he's done this year. True dual threat.
1: Is this kind of he, like Anthony Richardson? it is initially it's exactly like, what it's like. We're way behind. You know, it was always yep. it was always Stroud and Young, Stroud and Young, and then all of a sudden we were like, Richardson, let's see some tape. And there's like, ooh, wow. And then we get closer and closer to it. And, you know, he could put himself in that super flex area up in above. I, think,
0: I really think when when the dust settles, kind of like we saw with Anthony Richardson, you're spot on. I think that he could be. Drafted as high as 102. What are we waiting to see though? Got to see where he lands. Draft capital. Mm-hmm. Is he a top 10 pick? That's the first thing I'm looking for, and then the second is what team. What what does the coaching staff look like? I think we've talked a lot about on the pod that that landing spot for QBs is very important. We've seen it kind of work against other QBs. Talk about Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, pour out a couple for those guys, but I think that Jaden Daniels could get in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that. Drake may is there too, but this is fantasy football, right? The thing that could propel Jaden Daniels up there, like we saw with Richardson is the rushing capability. Seriously, go watch some highlights of this guy. I know it's not all about the highlights. You got to look at their um, strengths and weaknesses, but he just, he looks like Lamar Jackson out Mm -hmm. there and he's actually got uh, a bigger frame than some of the other big rushers, like a Kyler out there. So, we might find ourselves this time next year talking about Jaden Daniels as a as a as a prized prospect but also i got to talk about Milik Neighbors <laughs> for a second i know i'm geeking out here but this guy Milik Neighbors I, i'm not ready to put him in the same tier as Marvin Harrison but he's pretty dang close he's actually put up better production than Harrison Jr this year uh, Harrison was a finalist one of the four finalists for the Heisman Mm-hmm. Malik neighbors, as crazy as this sounds, could win the Bulitnikov. Yeah.
1: Because I think his, in this yeah. class in 23, he's the wide receiver
0: one. He's he's the wide receiver one, exactly. I posted this out there and I'm giving all the props in the world to JSN and Addison and you know, even even Puka now, right? And I liked a lot of um the, the previous class, but he just is that much better. In fact, he may be the wide receiver one in most classes. It sounds like hype, but I have watched mm-hmm. a lot in this guy. The thing that, that really is incredible about him, he's got that perfect size. He can play really all over the formation, so you can move him around, play him in the slot. He he can um, line up out wide. He makes you miss in the field. He can beat you deep. He's just one of those guys that can just burn the defense in so many different ways. And His production this year is bananas, mm-hmm. what he's doing. Um, so. He's to me, those top six guys again, Caleb, Harrison, May, Bowers, neighbors, and Daniels. Mm -hmm. Those are the picks that I'm really willing to pay up for. Uh, I do think you know, there's going to be a solid second half of the first round.
1: There's going to be some guys that surprise us too, right? I think that's what really is going to throw some people off once we get to the offseason. They're going to say that, oh, well, it's only this, that, the other thing, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're going to say "It, it, it falls off, but I mean. You know, you got Ibukwa in there, Worthy, Keon Coleman, Travion yes. Henderson, Quentin, wide receiver, you know, like, especially. Loaded. There are, now that's that's the part that's a bit of a pitfall, right? Because they're going to mm-hmm. say, "Oh, well, look at the 2023 class. None of them are elite in that area, right? Like, but this is a a different class. We're not heavy on the running backs, you know. Like everyone just wants yeah. to point out, oh, once we get to 2024, and you and I have really pointed this out the last two years. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. well. In 2024, we're going to start talking about 2025. You know, and it's like, <laughs> let's zone in on what we have here. And this right. year's class, the other thing that I thought before we move on to the second rounders and stuff like that is, you know, I had I had neighbors back. We-, we did these rankings like way back in like two months ago. I had neighbors as my four and you've always had Bowers as your four. And for mm-hmm. me, I think a tight end starts to move back a little bit, especially as right. he is. I'm with you. In the updated updated class from Keep Trade Cut, I mean, they have it, Stroud would, if we did it right now, Stroud Mm -hmm. would be one, Bijan would be two, Richardson would be three, Gibbs Mm -hmm. four, and Laporte moves all the way up to five. And it's like, yeah, maybe somewhere in there
0: too now. Yeah.
1: They have it as Puka six, H-A-N seven, Addison eight, Eight. Dell nine, JSN 10, Kincaid 11. It's mind blowing to me that Kincaid moved (laughs) backward. Yeah, I have a
0: hard time with that one. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, And then, they have flowers at 12, which is like, mm-hmm. dude, if you invested in this class, you are paying Ballers. dividends. I, yeah. I have to look at what I've seen from Sam Laporta, what I've seen from mm-hmm. Dalton Kincaid, who I own in almost every league, you know, being that yeah. Buffalo guy, being that yeah. tight end that right. you and I said is a Kelsey Light kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. these two guys have reinvented it where it's like, yeah. it's going to be hard for Bowers to crack into that area, knowing that mm-hmm. Kincaid went first round to the Bills what yes. is that landing spot where Bowers go. has that same kind of return, you know? And that's, that's a question people have been asking in the, in the Patreon is like, how high up do you take a tight end based mm-hmm. off of Where's his situation? You know, like there's that dream scenario you've said before Bowers is slightly better than these two guys in your yeah, opinion from, coming out for, from a
0: talent perspective. I think you can make that argument, but you do have to factor in draft capital and landing spot. So Right now, I put Bowers, Kincaid, and Laporta all in the same tier. Mm -hmm. And look, I mean, you got to look a little bit further down the road. Is is Stephon Diggs going to stay in Buffalo? Mm -hmm. I mean, next year, sure. Yeah, I think so. But beyond that, I don't know. There's a scenario where Kincaid could turn into, like again, like a Travis Kelsey light, Josh Allen's favorite target in the Buffalo offense. Yes, please. Whereas Laporta is never going to be passing up Amon Ross St. Brown. But and you- I, you know, I actually think Jameson Williams is going to come on a little further. Right. Uh, there's there's a little bit. There's a few more mouths to be. I don't know. They're both in a strong position, though. Um, so I kind of have them all valued pretty similarly right now.
1: The crazy thing right now, and again, you know, we don't usually talk a lot about keep trade cut. You know, they have some great things over there. They have some other things that I'm not wild on, but for the most part, their information, you know, that they put out there right now, like Sam, it's pretty accurate when it comes to dynasty rankings and startup values. And Mm -hmm. they have Sam Laporta as a back-end second rounder as the tight end one. I
0: get it, yeah.
1: Hawkinson Mm -hmm. at, you know, 29, which is 306, but then Kincaid all the way out down at 44 and you, you can't sell me that Laporte is that much no. better than no. Kincaid. You know, it's like those guys, Kincaid's definitely a buy. We'll talk about that all offseason. But, like, I'm just mm-hmm. – I'm giddy to talk about the 23 classes because we were right. You know, we were yeah, right. The, these guys we were said, special.
0: And, mm-hmm. We said
1: Quentin Johnson was the, the biggest boom bust out of the entire thing. Bryce Young was probably the only one that we were not in on or were in on and weren't shouldn't have been, you know, he he went number
0: one overall. It's like everybody was there on
1: exactly. And it's like, but I think the opportunity is still there for him, Sure, you know, to kind of move into that area. What I want to hone in right now is, is talk about the second rounders because Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of people trading second round picks lately. You know, they're Mm -hmm. trying to trade a second round pick for James Conner. They're trying to trade a second round pick, you know, for Jalen Warren, they're trading these second round picks. And you know, if we did this two years ago, Last year, you missed out on, in the second round, Sam Laporta. Mm -hmm. You know, you missed out on a lot of drafts. A. chain fell in the second. Tank Dell. You missed out on Rashi Rice, who right now, I mean, Rashi Rice's numbers have been – Fantastic! Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. he's he's been ascending into the right offense. You missed out on Jaden Reed in the late second, early third. You miss out on Josh Downs. I mean, these guys. Puka Nakua was going even Itaj, later. Yeah, I, I was leaving him because he was yeah, going third, fourth He was round. going third,
0: fourth. Yeah, you know Michael wow. Mayer
1: still, Luke Musgrave. We yep. haven't even yep. scratched the surface on on some of these guys. I mean, some right. of the running backs like Kendra Miller. Right. Jonathan Mingo started to come on a little bit at wide Mm -hmm. receiver tank Bigsby's out of the equation, but the second rounder, I mean, if you drafted in the second round this year, your hit rate was still, I mean, John, it was probably 60% or 70% compared to years, years in the past. So it's like, what I got to ask is, is this class going to be as deep? Because right now I see a lot of people trading seconds. I see a lot mm-hmm. of people trading late first. You know, if I'm in a playoff scenario, I'm trying to insulate backwards. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I had an opportunity to trade my 24 first in a in a league where I lost Mark Andrews, but instead of doing that, I traded uh, Breeze Hall and Mark Andrews to get T.J. Hawkinson, Isaiah Pacheco, and a, and a first on my end. You know, it's <laughs> like I'm starting to think a little bit differently about about making those trades, trading those 24 firsts. Because so many of them, I traded my 23 first and I I missed out on A-Chain. I missed out on, you know, Kincaid. I missed out on some of these guys. And I'm like, man, like that was a first, but Mm -hmm. now it's worth so much more.
0: Yeah, I feel you. And I think that the the reality is we're getting to a point in the season where it's going to be harder to get those first round picks. People are starting to to realize how valuable these things are. I mean, a lot of them are listening to our pod and a lot of other great pods out there. So the seconds are are really um, valuable pick that aren't going to cost quite as much. And we've talked a lot about it, but if you're a contender, one thing you can do is consider parting with maybe your 24 first, but get someone else's 24 second back in return that mm-hmm. may only be a few spots down, but it's the optic of moving mm-hmm. from a first to a second. So getting that second tossed in or just try to get seconds packaged in any move you're making uh, and you know, flip them for yeah. more. They're guaranteed to gain in value. So that's the thing you got to know.
1: That's what I've been doing, even even on my rebuilding teams. I'm I'm like, oh, you want this? You want this premium asset for the playoffs? Then you give me your second, and I'll give you my third to cl- to close it up. You know, and if there that guy wins the playoffs, okay, it's two twelve. I move up two spots. If he doesn't, it's the two oh six. And the two oh six last year was right in that area of of taking a, a Sam Laporta. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I think. The more we do this, it, it's it's like let's let's rethink outside the box a little bit. Like I made that trade, yeah. and some of the guys in there are like, "Yo, Dad doesn't do that. Why is he trading Brees Hall? I love <laughs> Brees Hall, except he's he's doing nothing for me right now, right? Like he is yeah. in a spot where, sorry, we got a little technical difficulty. He is doing nothing yeah. for me. Where I bought Isaiah Pacheco in a first, and then got myself a, a tight end in T.J. Hawkinson. Now I'm ready to go. I mean, I'm I mean mm-hmm. an undefeated. Season, but I'm also making trades for the future. You don't have to sell it all in just because you're in that spot. You don't have to say, okay, I have the 101 next year, might as well go buy Tyreek Hill. You know, like that's right. the thinking that I'm trying to get away with. I'm trying to get away from, all right, I'll buy those picks later. You know, I'll get them back later. You know, you, how do you manage that, John? Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I know you're all in, you know, and in, in Smash yeah. One, you don't have a pick until maybe two presidential candidates, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, how do you go about, you know, thinking that way? Like, do you push in? Do you hold out? You know, the, it's a tough thing to gauge back and forth. You know,
0: it, it, it is. I mean, the it's kind of like this endless cycle. Like, how long can you continue contending? Uh, in Smash 1, I, you know, Humble Bragg did manage to win year one and year two, which was my goal. But I have fallen off a little bit because... I'm
1: exactly a little worried. What, I got that round one by, and if I, because I'm the two seed, I might have to play you round one. Yeah, I'm like, I might
0: surprise. I felt like let's give it one more shot. I am defending the the, the title. I, I, you know, I'm holding the trophy. But the reality is, I I had to overpay for some of those contending assets, just like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Some of them during the playoffs, I made some moves, and maybe one or two too many, to be honest with you. When I when you go all in, you go all in. I didn't leave any chips in front of me.
1: But yeah, that's just,
0: that's just it. That's just the way I roll. But here's the thing. Um, at some point I will have to start rebuilding and I have a lot of assets that I can trade for picks. Like for example, Josh Allen on, on my team oh, right yeah. now, he's, he's still worth well, what? Three or four firsts. That's right? the
1: biggest thing we talk about is like in super flex, Allen, Mahomes, you know, Herbert, Jalen Hurts. Yeah having you those, top have one of those guys. five or six yes. quarterbacks are not only the most sound investment investment but when you are people are like oh dad like you're in smash 9 I have Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Joe Mixon. I got I got old heads, but I got Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields where I'm like all right when yep. this starts to fall apart, I have two quarterbacks that I can blow this thing up.
0: That's it. And, That's and it. fix it hmm Yeah. And I mean, I can, you can go find a couple of other contenders, right? Whether it's like someone like your team or someone else and just say, look, I can turn you into the favorite this season. Yeah. But, you know, let me, let me get some of your younger assets in return or some of the picks in return. And you start flipping stuff like that. And, and you know, it's actually kind of fun to rebuild, right? I mean... That's you you just go through these cycles.
1: Spotify, that is our, uh, you know, <laughs> on the rat thing. That yeah, is still our most listen to episode. Is the Smash except right? rebuild? Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, and this blew my mind. You know, you start to look at it. There were over two hundred text messages sent as somebody sharing that podcast. Oh wow. You know what I mean? That's you know, impressive. like most yeah. of them are me sending them to my mom and dad. You know, <laughs> but like that's a cool thing, right? Like, oh, you're cool. trying to rebuild, listen to what what the guys at Smash Accept are doing. There's this we've become known like that. If you want to yeah, rebuild no it. And That's something where if you guys messed it up, if you guys did a startup, if you guys did those things, like you're gonna want to join the Patreon. We we break it down. We we we'll fix the entire. thing. you have done it before,
0: right? Yeah. When you're when you're OGs like us, it's
1: kind of like smash uh, one. I went in there, done that. I went from
0: you know mm-hmm. last
1: year zero and thirteen to this year right. at as of right Perfect now example. eleven and one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. yeah, impressive. A couple of things here and there, you know, fell into place properly. Yeah, just but, don't
0: be a mid, right? Just get get yourself. Don't be out mid. Of that Nobody likes mid yeah (laughs) get out of here nobody
1: likes the mids no but i i mean this is an exciting time i think that's some great information is like you know i i just if i'm pushing the chips in i'm trying right now to buy guys cheaper that are veterans Mm -hmm. and i'm also if i'm buying someone you know like i i when i lost mark andrews everywhere I'm not I'm not going for Kelsey as much as I am Kincaid or Laporta or you know trying to add a little bit and to go in that way if you can you know like or if I'm mo- making a move where I'm I'm moving off you know Jonathan Taylor because he's hurt then I'm gonna you know try to get an insulated trade where I'm gonna get Josh Jacobs in a first or I'm gonna get Joe Mixon in a first as opposed to. Mm-hmm. There aren't that many running we get Zach built. Moss, like his backup, you know, for pretty cheap, right? Zach Moss for a late second is a smash. You know, that's you one go. where people aren't willing mm-hmm. to pay that. I think he ends up winning you a championship. You know, like he, he mm-hmm. gets into that area. Um, you know, this is just yeah. – there's. I can't wait to start talking about diamonds in the rough to, as, as I start looking at rankings, seeing Kyron Williams coming out of nowhere Ooh, here as yeah. the RB2 yeah. overall in, in, in points per game. And I think we'd be – remiss if we didn't talk about him because people are saying, John, mm-hmm. he's valued at 24 first now, you know, like I'm looking at a yeah. keep trade cut. I'm looking at a dynasty trade. Calculator. I'm looking at trades in our league. And when he got hurt, I told everybody to pay a second. Is he worth a first now? Like, is this an area yeah, where a 23 year old right. running back who is now RB two overall in, in points per game and RB 12, he has more fantasy points than B. John Robinson in half a season. And, and that's just, yeah. There's no it's, way you right. would say, okay, he's going to have more yards per carry than than Bijan Robinson. He's going to have more recept or more more touchdowns. He, you know, like he's going to have more explosive plays. And you're like, yeah, okay, Dad. You know, like,
0: but yeah. he, he's there. He, yeah, I mean, in the, if you're contending and you want him, it's probably going to cost you a late first. I'd be surprised if you could get him for early second. I'd try to hold on to the first and look for another way to pick mm-hmm. up Kyron Williams. But you want him, and I think that he could be a critical piece to help you win a ship. Now, can he sustain this? This is dynasty into next year. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he could be like this year's Jamal Williams, where I mean the the touchdowns that he's got. You know, might see some regression, might not be able to sustain it. Mm-hmm. But that offense, that Rams offense, man, it's just set up for a couple of things. Like Cooper Cup and Puka Niku are always open and you're just going to hand it off to your RB1 in the red zone and just just pile up those touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, if you if you can get them for anything less than a late first, I think it's a smash. But, yeah, consider doing it, right? Maybe you could find an, um, somebody that got knocked out of the playoffs and they have Kyron Williams. They don't want him for next year. Pick him mm-hmm. up for a little cheaper that way, right? So there's a lot of ways you can approach it.
1: I've moved – Bijan, I, Bijan stayed my RB one. I've moved Gibbs to my RB two overall, and I have McCaffrey at three, and that's the the ultimate like win now piece. But John, you know, you yeah. look at Bijan Robinson's RB thirteen on the season. Jameer Gibbs is the RB fifteen, and it almost just you see when you see the potential, you see the draft capital, and you just see the flash. Those aren't great seasons, you know. Like they're they're pl- having good seasons. They're back end RB one, early RB twos, but their draft stock is still round one, round two. yeah. And I, I think that really is something that we need to look at is like these draft picks, they're going to hold their mm-hmm. value, even if the guys aren't totally popping off. And I, I think 24, I think Travion Henderson has an opportunity to be, you know, someone that that enters one of those top 12 dynasty running back positions as well.
0: I do think so. And I think if a lot of my like contending championship type rosters have running backs on their rookie contracts, Mm-hmm. They they just get heavily utilized. Maybe not their their rookie season, but year two, year three, year four. I and mean, even look at someone like McCaffrey. He wasn't doing that in year one. He 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 popped off. But yeah, mm-hmm. he he actually has continued to get better. And someone like Trevion Henderson is built to put up production as an RB one down the road. And people believe in in those guys, even if they didn't have the most incredible rookie season, because you know they're still guaranteed to be in the same offense for the next four years if they were drafted in the first round. That's super valuable in Dynasty to have a a consistent running back, young running back on your roster. Mm-hmm. So I think we're always looking for guys like that. I mean, that's why, I mean, Devin H. Ann, to me is one of those guys too. I have them just like I said earlier, almost at the same level as Gibbs at this stage because that Miami offense and what he's shown the production per game that he's put up. Mm-hmm. I want him on as many rosters as I can get right now because he's going to be there the next three years with Mike McDaniel in the, in the Dolphins. So those are the kinds of guys you're looking for. Same thing will be true next year. Yeah. There's going to be and a couple running backs that do it.
1: He's an absolute league winner. I'm I'm still a little worried about the size, but I'm going to ride this train. The A-chain train is leaving the station to win <laughs> you guys some championships. You know what I mean? The, the other side of that, John, is... We're not People get excited about drafting quarterbacks. They get excited about drafting the running backs in their rookie drafts. And rarely do they say, outside of Marvin Harrison, even last year, even if you were tagging Jackson Smith and Jigba, you weren't like jumping out of your seat. You know, like we were doing that for Jamar Chase. You know, Marvin mm-hmm. Harrison's going to be there. But mm-hmm. look at this year Puka Nakua yeah. is the wide receiver nine. You have Tank Dell, the wide receiver 19, but over the last month has been top five. Yeah, Jordan same. Addison, wide receiver 20 certain stretches when Kirk Cousins was playing he was a wide receiver one he was a wide receiver mm-hmm. i think at his peak up to wide receiver 11 overall zay flowers is a wide receiver you know 3 but he's had some some ebbs and flows but has maintained his value rashi rice wide receiver 33 you know guys yeah. like jaden reed wide receiver 36 wide receiver 3s mm-hmm. have value downs at 42 and then Downs, man, yep. you you really got to go down. Jackson Smith and Jabo, who's come on of late, is at yep. forty nine. But these guys, for their dynasty values, haven't dipped. You know, like yeah. you look at where they're going, and, and it well, hasn't fallen right. off that far.
0: Yeah, I mean, these wide receivers really are super stable assets in dynasty. That's really what you want in many ways to build your team around. I think we you do want to have the superstar QV, like we talked about. It helps to have a couple of QB ones if you can build your roster that way. We talked about having young running backs, but maybe they're not as sexy, but wide receivers are gonna have more longevity in the NFL. They're mm-hmm. gonna definitely get re-signed after that rookie contract putting up production. We know that. So these guys could are are just super valuable. And we talked about second round rookie picks next year. You might be getting guys like Xavier Worthy out of Texas or Troy Franklin out of Oregon. Um, I'm looking at guys like maybe maybe um, Rome Oduz- Adunze out of Washington or his teammates Jalen Polk and Jalen McMillan out of Washington. Go watch the college football playoffs and watch these guys. Uh, Brian Thomas Jr. out of LSU, Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina uh tez walker from unc like i can keep going and going there's Mm going to be these wide receivers next year that'll go in the second round of rookie drafts that are going to do exactly what we're seeing this year they're going to they're going to be there so again be careful about trading those seconds or try to pick up a few more and land some of these stable wide receiver assets to your roster
1: next year and first round picks just hold so much value jordan addison right now on keep trade cut is the wide receiver 13 going in the third round of startups dell you know, as wide receiver Mm -hmm. 14, JSN wide receiver 15, Johnny. I mean, he's the wide receiver 49. He hasn't been impressive, but he's still maintaining that value because he's just doing just enough. Dave Flowers is the wide receiver 20, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. you look at what those things are and and outside of Quentin Johnston, they've held their, their value. They've, they've put themselves in. Quentin Johnston had a better game last week. And I think he might take a little bit longer to come along, you know, but I, I think there's just some, some things there that we got to look at where I've, I've always been like this time of year, I had a guy message me on Twitter. He's like, don't listen, dad, dad says, if you have, or he said, if you have your first and you're in the playoffs, you're not playing dynasty right now. I don't think that's actually true. Like there was a time where I'm like, okay, I got a first sitting in my pocket. I'm going to go trade it for Kamara, even though I don't need it. You know, <laughs> like there, mm-hmm. there was a time there and now I'm like, okay. it a little. Let's find a different mentality. Let's find a different way to get them. If there is right now, I mean, let's talk about a couple quick hitters. We okay. of, of guys that, you know, John, you have a first or a second. What's a veteran you have to buy? You know, these guys, I'm always scouring. I spent like two hours today just scrolling through. <laughs> just making like, your
0: list. All the trade want? targets.
1: And for me, like right now, my number one buy is, He's got the number one strength of schedule for the running backs the rest of season. And right now he is sitting, he's, I think he's moved into, oh, hold on a second. Into the wide RB 10 on the season is Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco is coming off back to back, 20 plus point performances. He gets the easiest running back schedule, and I'm willing to pay, you know, a 25 first or a what would be a one eleven or 112. Because everybody says, well, he doesn't have the contract. He doesn't have the draft capital. Isaiah Pacheco, I look at in a similar fashion as I do Brock Purdy, right? They don't mm-hmm. have the draft capital, but man, do they have the confidence of their coach? They've moved into an area where it's like, these guys are going to ball out. I think Isaiah Pacheco is way, way undervalued for what he could put on your team over these last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, if I could rattle off a few, um, I threw one out in a, a pod we did. Recently, but I said as you probably remember, spicy take that I thought Dak Prescott would be a top five rest of the season. What mm-hmm. have we seen so far? Absolutely top five. I think you can it. maintain that. It's well, gonna be harder to get him now, but well, if you'd listened, you know, a few weeks it, ago.
1: Here's the tricky part. Like I'm trying to get Dak everywhere, and I'm willing to at this point, you know, scale off of a you know a, a Burrow or a Herbert to get the again mm-hmm. I'm gonna get some pluses on there, but I like. Dak Prescott is not going to fall off the face of the earth like like he did this year where everybody's like dropped him all the way down to QB 18. Like what was that all about? Like that don't make any sense. Overreaction. You know, for sure. Right,
0: right. I mean, outs-
1: I mean, that's kind of the, the guy that I've
0: loved. I think for, for some reason, you know, Brock Purdy and Sam Howell um, are still pretty cheap to get if you can get those mm-hmm. guys. Running back though, you, you know, I love the Pacheco one. I think he's top ten rest of season. Like we talked about, Kyron Williams. I think mm-hmm. Kyron Williams is top five rest of season potentially. Yeah. Uh, I think you know just a couple of the guys we talked about. Zach Moss as a, a nice RB two type guy rest of season. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, Rashad White is is actually still cheaper than like the production he's putting
1: up. Well, it's it's like it's like that uh no no one's excited about it right like no one's yeah, ever been like just, i got rashad white i almost yeah. you know went, went He's like wrong tyler way lockett analogy.
0: It's like oh but put up like really he, good numbers again but he's the he most cares.
1: inefficient running back between the tackles but that's not all we play about we talk about yeah. the receptions and that's receptions, what he does and,
0: touchdowns. and right yeah.
1: now he is the rb5 with you know 51 receptions that's absurd
0: but you're not you're having, having to like, pay like that kind of price to get him is is kind of the point so yeah just put some offers out. Uh, I mean, we talked a lot about Keenan Allen. Absolutely, remains yeah. like one of our top overall. Um, and I think that's the target, Keenan's right?
1: Keenan's the way, right? So what I'm trying to do is, you look at the guy that has Alvin Kamara, Keenan Allen, and Travis Kelsey. I think are the three names where I'm like, if they're yeah. in the playoffs, yep. maybe even maybe even Derrick Henry. So it let's mm-hmm. say, if for instance in Smash One, if you lose Week One of the playoffs, and I got to buy, and I'm sitting there. You better believe I'm coming after those kind of guys. I'm going after a Travis no doubt. I'm going after, you know, a, a Alvin Kamara. Like, if you can't get him now, there's no rush. Mm-hmm. You know, if that guy loses in the playoffs, make that move. If you can get it there right now where I, I made a trade today, Ramondre Stevenson straight up for Alvin Kamara. I don't care if Ramondre Stevenson's younger. I don't care. Alvin <laughs> Kamara is going to win you a championship. He's RB4. It's the only Not- way. Not in points per game, but on the overall season, despite missing all that time. I mean, okay. we've, we've, we've done those things where we've we've talked about Kamar, we've talked about Dak, we've talked about Mixon, some of these mm-hmm. guys where, oh, by the way, Joe Mixon's RB6 on the year again, you know? Like,
0: yeah. where nobody, about, wa- uh,
1: nobody wanted him.
0: How about, like, could you go, go out and get Michael Pittman or Nico Collins, your yeah. wide receiver? Like, with, with Tate Dell ne- out of the picture?
1: The Nico price just went through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is a know? little late but, to go get him. Yeah. The modern day Tyler Boyd, Mister Noah Brown himself, is now a guy that moves into that area where, yeah, you know, I've
0: got like, Noah Brown, so many, he so is, many teams.
1: so cheap. You just move him in there, you know. If you can trade for a guy, a Trey McBride keeps ascending, but he is Kyler he's, Murray's he's now, love yeah. affair. You know, like that's someone mm-hmm. that that you go it's in. It's like there, a
0: but, buy high though, right? Trey right. McBride. Buy he, high on that
1: guy. He's just going to keep going, you know. And I think. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans is a perfect example. Like, oh
0: yes, Mike. Right now,
1: number two in the league and in twenty-plus yard explosive plays, always top five in in you know touchdown production with ten of them right now. Like he's just incredible. You know, like Mm -hmm. Pittman was a great one. I think Adam Thielen started to drop off a little bit. Devontae Adams is still too cheap. Cortland Sutton is incredibly cheap and has a nice schedule down the the back half. I mean, another guy. We're we're just looking at these things where it's like. Right now, you are not doing Dynasty right if you don't just go look and say, this is who this guy has, right? Right. You got to put yourself in that. You and I do a lot with sales and you got to be like, what does Mm -hmm. this guy need, right? Yeah, exactly. A good salesman doesn't say, what can I push on this guy? A good Mm -hmm. salesman is like, how can I benefit this guy Yeah, so we can benefit? Exactly. And like, I think the more you guys listen to the podcast, the more you guys figure out that mentality, that's how John and I have been successful is- (laughs) It's not just like, hey, yeah. you know what? I have player X and he's garbage. Give me player Y sure. and he's good. You know, that's that's your redraft guys oh, from yeah. work. I'm feeling You, know? that. you yeah, get those trade the, offers. Like,
0: I work in the tech industry in like a international sales position. Most of our conversations start with your pain points, the customers' challenges that they face. You don't go in there and start pitching your stuff and all the features and benefits. You listen to them first and then you say, I've got something to help solve those problems. Let's talk about it. Right. So that's the same thing here. I mean, I love what you're saying. Put stuff out there that's going to appeal to them if they're out of the playoff race, but they're sitting there with vets that aren't really going to help them. They want to get younger. You can offer them that. And then you get your contending asset in return or the opposite of that. Right. Um, you're you want to. Um, kind of get get younger and some rookie picks so you're just going to go look at the five six playoff team contenders and appeal to them with some contending assets yeah. in exchange for picks right Th-
1: those are the guys right now right so i yeah. was looking in, in in all the smash leagues there's only one of them that's one through six are already set there's just one across all 12 but there's a couple of them where there's three or four guys yeah vying for those final one two week spots. left you know they yeah Slot five is open and slot six for max points, and those guys are like, Mm -hmm. those guys are actively going after it. Target those guys because those guys, those are the guys first you want, right? Because that guy who's the seven seed, all of a sudden Mm -hmm. he loses this week and drops down. Now all of a sudden you just you just went and you got Brock Bowers put on your team and you traded him Evan Ingram in a third. You know what I mean? Like you make those kind of moves and you push towards them. You, you appeal towards their yeah. side like, hey, you need to win this week. Yeah, Here's those injured
0: players on the contending rosters, hey, Ramondre's not helping you right now. JT, Tank Dell, those guys can't help you at this stage. I will give you an offer for those, for a guy that is healthy and can replace those points on your roster, right? That's absolutely something you should be considering. And I have to say, even in some of the Smash Leagues, I put some offers out like that. Sometimes you get a response like, no, nah, I think I'm good. It's like, again, don't be a mid Right. Don't don't be don't settle for being middle of the pack. You gotta go for it. Right. That's my that's just my mindset. I mean, it's not for everybody, but
1: all in playoff John. All (laughs) in or all out, baby. Yeah, this was this was a fun one. You know, I'm I'm excited for playoffs. I'm excited to, you know, sir. It's been such a grind. I'm excited to get through the playoffs, you know, and and get to next year's content, you know, like, but I want to enjoy it. And that's one thing that like John, I know, you know, you and I in the past have just even called each other and be like, yo, it's playoff weekend. Am I overthinking this guy? Should I be starting that guy? And that's something that's, that's huge in the Patreon as part of a community. You're answering each other's questions, but you have access to us as well. Whereas like, you know what? You got to make this decision between Noah Brown and Josh Downs this week. That feels like that's a tough choice. Who do you want this week, John? Who's this guy? You know what I mean? And like, those are things that we can help you get through where the, the sense of community there is worth, that cup of coffee a month, honestly, just to 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 pitch mm-hmm. ideas off of other guys in there, and that's been the the fun thing. And I think that's for me starting this up was almost like the podcast I wanted it to be like what you and I talk about when we're on the phone, like we were. Yeah. Like, Let's just <laughs> record this. And exactly. The, the Patreon I wanted to be like what are you and I text about? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it's just right, become right. that, and that's exciting. And
0: you know, mm-hmm. I encourage
1: as many of you guys to get involved with that because it's, it, it's it's just a fun time right now.
0: You know, for day one, that's what it always was about for us is just having a lot of fun and helping build the community, right? And now we're kind of looking back, we have been able to do a lot of that because of that level of focus that we had on the listeners, on the community. And, um, you know, we're having fun learning a lot too, right? Humbly speaking, we're always learning some new ways to get better. That's what you want to be doing in, in, in life in general, right? But definitely do it. In dynasty fantasy football, that's what that's what it's about. At Smash
1: Accept, we did the whole nostalgia thing before episode 200. Episode 200 is coming up. That's a milestone for us. Yeah, a lot of you guys in the Patreon are not. You know, like if if Smash Accept has been important to you in your fantasy journey, your dynasty journey, send us a text. You know, send us a. Most of you don't have our numbers, but send us a, uh, a a you know a DM. Send us something in the Patreon if you guys want to do. Yeah, you know, it's thirty second. Outs. You know, video, you want to do an audio, you just want to say something, you know, to get it out there on the podcast. Like we've, we really appreciate those kind of things, especially if it's, you know, is it a nipple piercing or, or are we getting you out of the playoffs, you know? So smash <laughs> accept, always trying to get you guys out of nipple piercings and here to help you enjoy the process, baby.
0: Yeah. How could I say it any better than that, you know?